Welcome back to another episode of Somewhere Between, a podcast made by Asian adoptees for Asian adoptees. I'm Amy. Today I'm here with several special guests, Matt Delator, Zoe Erb, Zoe H, and JP. For those of you who don't know, they are couples who met through the online Facebook group that we talk a lot about, Subtle Asian Adoptee Traits. Today they're going to be sharing their experiences with us. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll go one by one. Everyone can do little intros. We'll start with Matt. Hey, y'all. This is Matt. Um, <clears throat> I'm 28 years old. I was adopted from Korea. Um, happy to be back on the podcast for a second episode. Nice. Uh, and Zoe E? Everyone, I am Zoe E. I was adopted from Wuxi, China when I was almost a year old. I'm also 28, and this is actually my first podcast ever, so I can cross it off my bucket Ooh. list after this episode. So nice. thanks again for having us. No problem. Uh, Zoe H. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Zoe H. I'm 22. I was adopted from Nanjing, China when I was eight months old, um, and I'm on here with my partner, JP, today, and I'm super excited to be here. And last but not least, JP. Hi, I'm JP. I'm 29. I was adopted from... Busan, South Korea, uh, and I currently live in Miami. So uh, let's kick it off with, if you feel comfortable sharing, um, can you guys tell us your favorite thing about your partner? Uh, we'll try to keep going in the same order. So uh, Matt, Zoe E, Zoe H, JP, um, just for consistency and to keep everybody, not lose anybody in the shuffle. So my favorite thing about Zoe E is definitely her smile. Um, it's very, very contagious. And the reason why I choose FaceTime over phone calls is so I can see it. I was gonna say all after everything. <laughs> oh, I feel like that makes us a good match then because I feel like my favorite thing about Matt is his ability to always make me smile no matter what's happening. And the, the whole chef thing also doesn't hurt. You know, he can make some pretty good food, so. Oh yeah, just minor detail. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, so I guess I'll go. Um, my favorite thing about JP is um, that they're a really good person to get advice from. They're very grounding in the way they give advice, and they're very good at listening to very emotional rants, and um, they're very level-headed while also being very acknowledging of feelings. And so that's that's been really nice to have, especially during quarantine. I guess my, uh, my favorite thing about uh, Zoe H is uh, she offers me an escape and kind of relief from the normal anxieties and stresses of my daily life. That was really cute, guys. A uh, little background information for anybody listening. We did that as a sound test. We were checking everybody's audio and it was so cute. Maya and I were like, we should put that in the podcast. So here you are. Totally unplanned. Super adorable. That's couples for you. <laughs> so uh, next question that I have for you guys is how do you guys meet? I guess we can start the same order uh, with Matt and then go down a little list of people. So Zoe and I met on the uh, offshoot of Subtle Asian Adoptee Traits, uh, the dating page group um, called Subtle Asian Adoptee Dating. Um, and I had posted a um, something about dad jokes and Zoe commented a picture of, uh, I think it was like, what, was it nine hands or something like that? I think it was 16, but the number isn't important. Yeah, but so she posted that uh, on there, and I think was it I was it me who said that um, you have that many hands, or someone else did? That was Amy. But basically, you posted a dad joke that was soliciting people in the group who also had that sense of humor. So I naturally obliged by posting a picture that was a dad joke in response in response to a dad joke. Naturally. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I, I should probably talk to her. So I messaged her and like it initially started off just like short conversation, just like small talking, kind of like gradually progressed from there. And then we kind of, <laughs> we were having a conversation one night and we both admitted that um, before the whole dad joke post, we had kind of noticed each other on the Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily like creepy looking at her, like, her camera, but I would always like, if I was making jokes or something, I would see if she would laugh. Oh, that's really I cute. just outed myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. I feel like that's definitely a thing. You know, you notice somebody, you you don't do anything weird, but you're just like, hey, I'm aware that this person is around or I'm aware that they're on the same screen as me. You know, that makes sense. 
And then it progressed to the whole, like, I'll pin her video. So it's kind of like we're talking to each other, but there's also a lot of people there. Oh. That's the creepy part. <laughs> so this is before you guys knew each other. You're just pinning her video on Zoom? Oh, God, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Not that creepy. <laughs> Do you want to tell this story or should I? Um, I'll let you actually go since you were the one who kind of made the first move. So go ahead. So actually, in a very similar vein, uh, I I started to notice Zoe's posts on Subtle Asian Dating and in the main page as well. And I could tell very early on that, that she was like more intellectual minded. And so I kind of tactically deployed some posts that I knew would elicit some intellectual conversation <laughs> to try and see if, if she would take, like, you know, <laughs> give the line a nibble. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I think after after a few comments, was it? I think I I sent the friend request first, and then you pretty quickly. I don't I don't know if it was like immediately, but within the same day had uh or wait or do I have it backwards? I think I sent the friend request, and then you messaged me first, and you were talking about my posts about burritos. Yeah, I, I think I told you right off the bat that I had been that I had been doing what I was doing. <laughs> And and I I think we established really early on, and the word the specific words that I used were I have an aggressive crush on you. Yeah, that's pretty cute. Yeah, <laughs> right? clearly well received. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Calculate. Amy, who's the, which story is cuter? Oh my gosh, you can't do this to me. I'm doing it to you. I put you on the oh spot. Oh my gosh, I feel dad, like dad jokes are intellectualism. <laughs> this was two cuffs of tea you know like jp's was very very tactical i will say that so they they had some like chess moves going <laughs> i will also add matt kept i don't know if it was strategic but he just kept making jokes about me meeting my in-laws and i was kind of like what is this dude doing <laughs> um, and also because matt is such a friendly person i just thought he was kind of talking to me like he talked to everyone so it definitely mm-hmm. took a while for me to actually realize, oh, okay, he actually might be interested in dating. Um, and it actually mm-hmm. happened when he sent me a picture of one of his grocery lists at work and I told him, oh, you have nice handwriting. And he said, hey, it would be pretty cute if we wrote each other love letters, huh? Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> and then he wrote me a letter and I was like, okay, I guess he's actually interested, so. Yeah, that would be a pretty, uh, that's a pretty big sign right there. Uh, that is, no, yeah. I, I write love so letters adorable. to everyone. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I wrote a love letter to Lady Gaga the other day. Yeah, I'm sure she'll love that, you know. Both of Zoe's got inceptioned. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Must say, GP and Matt, you guys got some moves, like, yikes. <laughs> well played, both of you. How we roll. Right? <laughs> So did you guys, I mean, I guess you guys were on the subtle Asian adoptee dating page. You kind of had an idea of seeking out like relationships or things like that. But did you really think that you would find somebody that you really connected with on that? Oh, zero hundred percent. Like I didn't, like it, it was like literally like I, I was there as a joke. Yeah, zero hundred percent as well. Um, my friend Cece Horbat, who is also in the group, she actually was the person who said, hey, you should check out sad (laughs) um and so yeah i joined and was kind of like oh cool i guess um i i think the biggest thing for me especially just because with the pandemic and everything uh i had honestly just kind of given up on dating it was just kind of like oh whatever this might be interesting i guess and Mm -hmm. the other thing about me and social media is that i'm kind of a lurker And so, you know, I'll kind of look at stuff. Um, I'm definitely not super active all the time. um, But the fact that Will posted the auction for Matt kind of solidified that, oh, this is someone who I'd be interested in getting to know a little better and talking. Um, And so Mm -hmm. then uh, that kind of gave me the courage to actually respond when Matt posted his dad joke. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Will Seuss. He's uh, he wrote my auction for the page. Well, I wrote his first, and then mm-hmm. he tried to one-up me, and I guess he succeeded better than I did. I'm not sure <laughs> if it's because of the post, or if I'm just cooler than he is, or, or what, but it worked, <laughs> so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a good a good post is really key to at least getting like the likes and getting people to see it. Yeah. 
he he grew up he glowed up my dog so that's that's really what got out that it's chop really who you owe <laughs> <laughs> it's always chop <laughs> how about i uh, oh, sorry yeah. no, no you're good i was literally gonna ask you so you're right on it <laughs> yeah so i actually went through a really bad breakup um with my first boyfriend um in oh. january so i was i was honestly pretty jaded already with how the year started mm. um and I got super involved in the SAT um, Zoom calls. And then some people from the group wanted to make the dating group. And I'm like, why not? I'll just be a mod for it. And it'll be fun. Also kind of like Matt said, like I kind of joined as a joke. Because I'm like, at this point, I'm just really angry at the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had really no big intentions of getting into a relationship, but I'm also like a pretty firm believer in just letting things roll out as they do. Like I don't really try too hard to, or even if I do try too hard, I guess, to set intentional paths for myself, I kind of just let things happen as they're supposed to happen. I like that. Yeah. just kind of go with the flow, let things be. She forgot to mention she's an admin. I mean, I was. I stepped down. But yeah, I was like an admin for the group, too. Um, So it was fun definitely to see people um, being active in the group and making the little auctions and the posts. I thought it was like super cute. But again, like I really had no big intentions to see anything come out of it. And here we are. Right. So Matt, you made a you had an auction post. Zoe, you had an auction post. Did or did you? Um, I guess E or H. Um, I didn't because yeah, I'm I'm a total lurker. I actually just posted my intro post in Sat the other day, despite being in the group for over a year. So, <laughs> so H, did you have a post? Yeah, I did make a post. It's more of a post to introduce me as one of the admins. But yeah, I did have a post, and I actually don't even know if that was the thing that JP noticed. She she had a burrito. She was she was coddling a burrito. That's ten ten. That would in the, in the picture, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. I I joined sort of the the, the dating group specifically um, because I'm at the point. I guess I'm, and maybe this dives into a kind of a deeper conversation. But like I was, I'm at the point in my adoption journey where I don't really like my most compatible and preferred partner is definitely another adoptee uh, mm-hmm. who kind of understands like these trials and tribulations. And I think generally that's why a lot of us are in that group is not necessarily for a relationship, but to to kind of commune with others that have similar experiences. But um, I don't know. I, I didn't join thinking that it would be the primary source. I just moved to Miami and like, I, I feel pretty isolated, pretty far removed from everybody else. And, and I wasn't like super excited about having a long distance relationship again, but mm-hmm. it just kind of worked out. Yeah. I also I also like to brag that we're the first public success story from Sad. Ooh, that is something you can take to the bank. I don't know if we're actually the first, but we're the first one that ever talked about it because there were. I, I remember specifically seeing posts about like people like hashtag waiting waiting on the first Sad success story, and then I, <laughs> I and then I made a post about it. I yeah, you guys are. I think the two couples we have, you guys, you guys are the only couples publicly at least. Is that There's one more now. It's just uh-huh. I'm not sure how public it is. But that's pretty neat. That's pretty. You guys are like royalty. <laughs> I guess. No, don't say that. People, I think people are. Yes, all the members of SAD have to bow down to us every time we get on no, a Zoom no, call. No, 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 no. No, I take it back. This is a horrifying image I'm seeing now. <laughs> We're just accessories, man. It's all about the Zoes. Once all the Zoes get into relationships, it's over. That's how the world ends. <laughs> As always, they're going to take over the world. Right? It's it, You guys are spreading. You guys both have the, um, I don't know what it's called. Umlaut. Yeah, you guys both, I thought that was so cool. And like crazy coincidence. Yeah, we're both actually in an adoptee group for Zoe's as well. That exists? Yeah. <laughs> that is so specific, but so. I like, haven't been active in it for a very long time, but that's actually how I met um zoe e first was just through the group of other asian adoptees named zoe it's a conspiracy again that's so specific wait how is there a zoe zoe group chat but there's not a matt group chat like there are hella mats inside do you do you like the other mats no 
That's the problem. I mean, Krieger is Krieger. I love Krieger to death, but he's also Krieger. Shout out to Krieger, by the way. I love you, buddy. (laughs) Cut this uh, part out. Don't cut this part out. (laughs) (laughs) I I love him to death, but he's a handful. He's, uh, he can, uh, yeah, I would not want to be in a group chat with him. I'm already in a bunch of them. I don't need another one. Now I want to know how many specific group chats there are. I bet they get super specific. Yikes. Do you want to know how many group chats I'm in right now? Just through SAT? I'm scared now, but I kind of do want to know. A weird flex, but okay. (laughs) I was going to say, JP. (laughs) Hold on. I have to. It's long. Uh... Oh, boy. It must be hard being so popular. It is. If I didn't know Maya and do this, I'd have no friends. I'd just be sitting there alone and quiet as I laugh at everyone's posts in my room. I think Matt is a very polarizing character in the, the sad <laughs> community. People, people, people either love love him like like we do, or they they don't like they don't like Matt. Yeah, there are some people that probably don't like me. Uh, all right, so I'm in 13 different sat specific group chats on Facebook. Wow, that is a lot. Here's a list of 13 bad ideas. <laughs> Yeah, most of, most of them are pretty bad ideas, except, like, maybe five. Four or five of them. Most of them are on mute. No offense, I'm not going to say which ones. But, yeah. <laughs> there, there are a couple that I'm still in, because I don't, I don't want to leave them, because I'd feel bad. So I just mute them. Yeah, because then you get that notification, like, so-and-so has left, and no one wants to, to do that to people. Exactly. Like, I'm just calling myself out, and I'm not trying to do that. So I'll just mute everyone. That's fair. So question for anybody to answer, put on the table. Have you guys dated fellow adoptees before? Any of you guys? No. (laughs) I've not. It was always just kind of like this nebulous, like preferred state Mm. in theory. That's totally fair. I don't know if you could consider it dating, but I've gone on dates with two other adoptees, I believe. Mm. Not as good as Zoe. (laughs) <laughs> of course yeah i've never dated another adoptee before it honestly was not something that really had ever occurred to me weirdly um i don't know if that's the case for zoe and jp but yeah it just i feel like since starting to date mad it's been like kind of this whole new world sort of um mm-hmm. just it's weird but also cool just to have the shared background of um, initially not necessarily knowing about our origins and roots. But Matt, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to speak for him, but um, he has been able to get a little bit of information about his origins. Um, and that has definitely inspired me to try and dig a little deeper to discover mine as well. So that's been pretty cool. That's really awesome. I'm glad that Matt, that you're finding information and then that's kind of ex- uh, encouraging you, Zoe, to to explore that side freely that's really cool yeah it's it's it's, it's really nice to have um or be able to have conversations related to adoption that don't really you don't really have to explain a lot about like the feelings that come up about um, the emotions that come up the traumas that come up like mm-hmm. everything's kind of just like very similar like sans like maybe a couple like small minor details and everything but um it's definitely welcoming to have conversations like that um, cause they're just so easy, but I do want to say earlier, Zoe, did you just Aladdin me? Um, I mean, I wasn't going to call attention to it, but it's, it's cool. Okay. I caught that. Did anyone else catch that? Aladdin? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, so Zoe said that it, it's a whole new world for her. Ah, uh, okay. I see now. You're supposed to laugh, Amy. Ha 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 ha. Is that good? Perfect. I got you. Yep. I just was going to add on to the kind of the conversations that it became clear that, oh, having this shared adoptee background was valuable. Uh, I feel like this is sort of intense, but at one point when we started dating, Matt and I were talking about, oh, you know, are you interested in having kids? And it came up, you know, oh, would you want to adopt kids or would you want to have biological kids? And Matt said, oh, I don't want this to sound selfish or self-absorbed or anything, but, you know, I would really like to have biological kids because I would like to have someone in my immediate family who I'm blood related to. And I immediately just got it and said, well, 
that doesn't sound selfish or self-absorbed at all because that's something that I would really like too. I don't necessarily know if I for sure want kids at this point, but just having that sort of click was kind of this really great moment of mutual understanding and just, oh, we don't have to, you know, go into a bunch of depth about it or explain it, but it just kind of was. Yeah. You just had that baseline of a deeper understanding without having to to go into why. That's really cool. That's awesome. Realistically, I think that I've kind of conveniently like really come into myself as my relationship with Zoe started. I think realistically looking at my my past relationships and and things, I just think I was a very disappointing partner. I don't I don't like how I had acted in, in in previous like previous relationships so that this was uh it just works out and realistically i think that i haven't really had the kind of intellectual compatibility that i have with zoe not saying that anyone else that i've ever dated is stupid but just that her her and my priorities are in very similar places and our perspectives are in very similar places so it it makes things a lot easier that's important that's really important Yeah, I would totally agree. I think like others always said that there's just these unspoken things that exist in adoptive relationships that are just nicer because they're just there. They exist before you even have to address them. And I think, you know, my last relationship again was my first relationship I had ever been in. So, you know, getting into a new relationship right after that one was like, it was very different. And having someone like JP has, you know, who has that adopted component is just one of those things that you don't really think you miss until you've like had it for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, being in a relationship with a non a non-adoptee, you don't really consider like how different being in a relationship with an adoptee would be until you've, you've done it. And mm-hmm. it's been really helpful to have someone who understands things I'm trying to understand about myself, whether it's like attachment issues or whether it's, you know, disagreements with parents or insecurities about my last relationship with a non-adoptee. I think those things are definitely more easily talked about with JP since they also are an Asian adoptee. Mm-hmm. On kind of a humorous note, um, Matt actually made me a playlist on Spotify of Disney music because both of us love Disney movies and songs and things like that. And one of the songs he included on it was called House at Pooh Corner. And I saw that song on it and I asked him, how do you know this song? And basically it turned out that both of our parents played it for us when we were little. And I was telling my parents that he had included it on the playlist and my parents just went, well, you were both raised by white people. So (laughs) (laughs) there's also fun stuff like that as well. Yeah, definitely. Damn, you went to Disney? I I only said Zoe had like Korean hip hop playlist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just went, I just dove right in and went straight for the Disney. Yeah, wow. No way. I did right. make her a re- I did recently make her another playlist. Ooh. That one took forever. That was like music. Like I don't want I don't wanna I don't wanna out you, Zoe. But can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so Zoe is not the best with pop culture music from the 90s to 2000s until now <clears throat> when i actually went to visit her a couple weeks ago in michigan she had a uh, a google home or a google mini that we set up <clears throat> um, and i was showing her how to use it and stuff and there's this thing called uh music quiz that you can play and we we spent a decent amount of time playing it <clears throat> and like you can choose songs from like 2010s 2090s all the way down to the 70s and stuff um and we were playing that for a while and i kept beating her and i asked her i was like do you know like elite like a lot of these songs and she's like nah <clears throat> so i made her a 53 hour playlist of music from the 90s until now okay i approve sounds like a pretty good playlist but oh my gosh that's a lot of music <laughs> Yeah, there's like 750 songs or something like that. Oh my god. Wow. So we've talked about a lot of pros of dating a fellow adoptee. Are there any cons? I know it's a little awkward because your partners are here, but generally (laughs) speaking, (laughs) any cons to dating a fellow adoptee that you guys see? Can I let Zoe go first so I can hear what she (laughs) says and then base my answers off of that? (laughs) No. 
I mean, not, I mean, no, I mean, not necessarily adoptee specific. Um, well, I mean, I, I guess like, I don't know. Like there's the one thing I like about Zoe is that I can talk to her about pretty much everything. Like, even if it's like hard topics, like <clears throat> there, there, like there comes a point in time where it's just like, if it's too uncomfortable or if we're not in the right headspace to have these conversations, we both know that we can say, like, let's just like bench this for a little bit and come back to it and we'll revisit it at a different point in time. And we always do. But I think for both of us, there's at least from an adoption standpoint, there's always that fear of like being abandoned again, but obviously mm-hmm. not in the same sense. But the fear of abandonment, um, I feel like it's in a lot of adoptees, not just adopt these specific relationships but yeah so like there's there's always that feeling that there's an underlying feeling that oh shit like what if what if we break up like am i gonna feel like abandoned again or whatever but i mean it's it's all it's all an underlying feeling it's not necessarily like prominent because i don't see that happening anytime soon but i think kind of to build off of what matt said there definitely are issues and just that come up with any relationship and so Sometimes for me, I kind of struggle to, you know, sort apart different identities. So, you know, oh, is it, you know, being an adoptee? Is it just being a human being? But yeah, I would just, uh, I would echo what Matt said about communication just being super key. And I think, yeah, there definitely is sometimes fears of being abandoned and things like that. And just kind of insecurities that come out and, I'm not being very articulate with this, but (laughs) I think honestly, a lot of the issues, I think um, one of the other commonalities that we have with JP and Zoe is that we are long distance. And um, I think that that honestly exacerbates things. And that's what makes communication even more important. Yeah, I think it's just working through those insecurities, whether they're related to being adopted or not, it's just really important. We, and I think Matt and I do it well through our communication. So I, I guess I wouldn't say there's necessarily a specific con, but just things that come with being in a relationship and being a human. So Yeah, our schedules suck. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say there's any, like, kind of like, I guess really I don't have anything new to say that Matt and Zoe haven't said. It's like I wouldn't say there's any specific cons I have in this specific relationship with JP but again any issues that have come up or might come up I think we both have um, pretty solid communication skills and we both feel very comfortable just letting the other know where we're at in different parts of our like life journey right now mm-hmm. so so far I don't really see any cons um, and I think just like Zoe said as long as communication stays open and strong especially in a long distance relationship i see things moving pretty well i guess i have some thoughts and and zoe can totally like to to have these edited out but um i think for me specifically i think my biggest issue is that i'm some might describe me as like an emotionally turbulent person i have very high peaks and valleys when it comes to my mood and what what I've I've learned about Zoe over the course of our relationship is that she is deeply empathetic. So I I have to, and it's more of that I I feel bad that I have to do this because I know it hurts her, but I have to somewhat shield her from my emotional peaks because I know that it it, it affects her greatly to see me, especially in like a lot of pain or in like fury. I know that that she reacts like very very intensely to my emotional intensity. And I don't like doing that, so it's kind of uh, it's kind of an issue. And and I know specifically that communication, as as Matt has always said, helps a lot. But I I do think that 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 is something that the the distance and and kind of especially in in the more difficult times is probably one of the more difficult things. But I, nothing explicitly about about Zoe has made me unhappy so far in this relationship. Thank you all of you guys um, for being so honest and open about stuff like this. I know it's not always like the easiest things to talk about, but I appreciate you all being so open and vulnerable. I really do. And then you guys talked about it a little bit. Um, So you guys are all long distance. Uh, Have you guys, I guess, how does that work for you guys? Being in a long distance relationship, have you guys been in one before? Anything like that? So I've, I've, I've never 
been in a long distance relationship. Um, I mean, I guess mine is maybe in high school, the girl I was dating went down to Baltimore. So it was like a three hour drive, but mm-hmm. that only, uh, that only lasted a semester. So, so I don't really count that, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, apart from that, it's just, yeah, this is my first long distance relationship, especially with her being a nine and a half hour drive away. That's pretty long distance, but like, I, I don't know. We make it work. It's, it's, I think we're fortunate to be in a scenario where yes, we are nine and a half hour driving distance away from each other, but we're still in the same time zone. So it still kind of works. It's a little bit easier with mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for them, but I'm assuming with JP being where they are and Zoe being where she is, it might be a little bit harder with the time difference and everything. So, I mean, I guess that's fortunate um, that we have that ability to just be like, yeah, okay. So it's this time we can both go to bed at, 10 o'clock 11 o'clock yeah so there are certain speed bumps along the way but i mean nothing that like the communication that zoe and i have like nothing that we've been unable to figure out yeah my friends and family all joke that i am a serial long distance relationship dater i actually have a podcast that i listen to it's called the baggage reclaim series and it talks about all sorts of different relationship, I don't want to say issues, but just different topics related to relationships. And one time she was talking about long distance relationships and she said, oh, if you're uh, in long distance relationships on a consistent basis, you're probably emotionally unavailable. And I was like, what? Um, But I guess I will say, so I, so this is actually my third long distance relationship (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's, I was very hesitant to get into another long distance relationship just because it is very emotionally difficult sometimes just not being in the same place as your significant other is really Mm -hmm. difficult. And especially if, you know, you're having a hard day or something like that, it's just really hard if you're not able to, you know, even just go get a hug or something like that. But, you know, like regardless of what, our past experiences are. I think the main thing is that Matt and I are both really excited about each other and we're willing to communicate and make things work. So I'm glad. Yeah, this has definitely been my first long distance relationship. And um, like Matt said, um, JP and I are pretty far away, two very different time zones. And I'm, it's more of like stuff that I've internalized. Like I always feel bad if I have to make them stay up later, you know, because it's earlier here, but obviously they're three hours later in Florida, but we still find time. I guess I got blessed with a partner who stays up pretty late anyway. Mm. So that kind of works out. And, you know, of course there's just normal anxieties about being in a long distance relationship of, you know, losing interest or, Um, just not being able to have that in-person connection. But so far, um, we find time every day to talk to each other. And we send letters quite often. I have beef Mm -hmm. with the postal service, though, because apparently they take too long to deliver my letters there. Oh, yeah. So I have, JP knows, I whenever they check their box and my letter that I sent is not there yet, I, I like to curse at the postal service for a little bit. You know, that's fair. But otherwise, I don't know. I think I think the extra thing is just being in the middle of this pandemic right now because I know for a fact that if we weren't, we probably would have been able to visit each other by now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's just kind of the extra layer that does make it a little difficult is like I don't know logistically when it's going to be safest for us to meet in person because them being in Florida, I want them to feel safe to travel um, and so mostly we're just waiting out on this pandemic. Yeah, that's a particularly dicey situation, especially like you said, with JP being in one of the, the big zones right now. That's scary. Yeah, uh, I think like she mentioned, I, I'm i a night owl. When when she tells me that she's going to go to bed at, at 12 my time or like, or like 12 or 1 my time, She's going to bed at, at like 10 or 11 and it's like, I'm, I'm going to go play games. 
<laughs> like for another two and a half hours, three hours before I decide like that I'm even going to get ready for bed. But yeah. Um, so I think I think that does work out nicely. I think I think another advantage that we have is that uh, like physical touch is not a super high love language for either of us. I think our, our top ones are like quality time and uh, words of affirmation. And so being at, at distance doesn't stop us from being able to communicate in these kind of more important fashions like obviously there is there is like strong impulse or or desire to to be together physically but i'm a fairly patient person but now also i'm like suddenly really self-conscious of the fact that i have a very long and jaded dating history with multiple long distance and in-person relationships that i had not been aware of before (laughs) but here we are hey look at that (laughs) but that's good that your love languages seem to line up for the format and the the situation at hand i feel like that's really key for a relationship not that i'm in one but in general for a relationship to withstand the test of time and distance yeah i think we spend a lot of time watching like movies and, and k-dramas on like discord nice. sc- discord screen share and then mm-hmm. uh, very often despite my phone batteries complaints uh we'll like <laughs> fall asleep on facetime she enjoys that very very much yeah, I'm usually the one who falls asleep first. That's pretty consistent. Um, we have this thing where they'll notice me shutting my eyes and they ask me if I'm going to bed. And my thing that I just say is, no, I'm just resting my eyes. Oh, yeah. Classic um, line. usually that turns into <laughs> me probably passing out like 50 minutes later. <laughs> uh, I Actually, I used to do that once. And I used to say weird things in my sleep. And then depending on how funny they were uh my my person would uh, just write down all the weird things I said until you know they had enough good content for later on so yeah I've always worried I don't I don't think I really talk in my sleep or do anything super exciting so I hope that uh they haven't caught anything weird um when I've passed out she's completely normal she just doesn't remember it oh and okay that's yeah it's pretty good you know that you now know that about yourself so yeah (laughs) You don't have to worry about like weird things you might say or anything. You yeah, know, I, I, it's weird. I, if I, I get so tired that like I'll black out when we're watching, doing FaceTime. And then the next morning I'll be like, did we like talk before bed last night? And they're like, yeah, we did. You just passed out. And it's like, I don't remember it at all. Oh, <laughs> since we talked a little bit about love languages, Matt and Zoe, E, how do you guys feel that your love languages are translating via long distance? I send her way too much stuff on Amazon. I send her everything. <laughs> <laughs> we see where the Amazon things comes in now. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> um, it, <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll do a shout out to all the SAT members. Um, if you guys think that I send a lot of packages to other people, <laughs> Zoe doesn't make videos for the, the ones that she gets. <laughs> Well, I don't want to be one of those annoying couples that's just, like, shoving our relationship down people's throats. Um, we'll just but, talk about yeah, it on Matt- a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, people have the option to listen to this if they want to. They don't have to. That's fair. But, no, Matt is very thoughtful, and he has sent me some really great, useful things, such as a press travel mug because I didn't have a coffee maker. He sent me some laundry pods. I'm expecting some toilet paper because I just <laughs> moved. <laughs> um, it's actually pretty funny because I, I feel like Matt's and my love languages, our main love, love languages at least, are very different. Because Matt, as you can tell, is very much a gift giver. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much a words of affirmation type of person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the thing is, I think that all of the different love languages are important, right? You know, so mm-hmm. quality time physical touch, acts of service, all that different stuff. But I think it would come into play more, you know, if we were in the same place. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely been sort of funny to try and kind of reconcile the two different love languages because I'll be talking to Matt and just trying to glow him up. And he's kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and then he'll be saying, oh, I'm going to order you this thing, that thing. And I'm like, no, I don't want more stuff, Matt. Stop. <laughs> Um, yeah, tell them what we were just talking about earlier. <laughs> Literally before we got <laughs> onto this uh, this recording, I had been telling you about some of my Facebook ads, and I don't know if y'all had Tamagotchis or Gigapets. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, and so I started getting ads on Facebook for the new and improved Gigapets, and Matt just goes, oh, I'm going to buy you one. They're only $13. And I was like, Matt, I don't need more stuff. He goes, it's only $13. You can have a T-Rex or a unicorn. And I'm or just a like, puppy. oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a good selection. <laughs> He's pretty incorrigible. Um, yeah. I definitely appreciate the sentiment. I'm also trying to cut down on my stuff. So, you know, I think there's a happy medium. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know. Yes, you won't get all three of them, so just get two of them. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm also very much like, Pat, like, don't we need to be saving money? And he's just like, eh. <laughs> But present, Amazon Prime. Exactly. So it's, it's pretty fun. It's also, you know, communication. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So. JP and Zoe H, you guys haven't met in person yet. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know you said that you guys were looking forward to that, but just, you know, with the pandemic on, it's obviously putting everything on hold. What kind of, where do you guys feel in relation to all that stuff? We talked about it a little bit, but if you wanted to elaborate. I'm going to make you talk first every time. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's definitely hard because JP said they're a patient person. I am not a patient person at all. You know, I'm one of the people that the day I send my letter, the next day I ask them if they got it yet, even though I know (laughs) well that they did not get it. (laughs) Yeah. So patience is definitely hard because even though physical touch isn't necessarily my top love language, just quality time and being with people I love a lot means a lot to me. So that's hard. I don't know, though, and I, I'm a very anxious person, and I'm very good at self-sabotage, you know, and just putting, like, thoughts mm-hmm. in my head of, like, what if we end up, like, becoming not interested in each other, and, um, you know, what if meeting in person isn't, you know, what we expected it to be, and, you know, all that stuff, I think, that comes probably with um, many different folks, but I... Mm-hmm. I'm very lucky that um, JP is so, I don't know, I'm one of those people that I have so much anxiety and then, you know, they'll just say something normal of like, oh yeah, like I still love you or like I can't wait till we can meet in person. So I'm like, oh yeah, so they're still on the same page. I am the only one who's like freaking myself out right now. I'm just waiting for it to sink in that I actually care about her continuously for more than a day at a time. Okay, I can totally relate. I'm constantly afraid that all of my friends hate me and they just haven't worked up the courage to tell me to stop talking to them. So I relate to that a lot. And I think they put it perfectly. Like, it's weird. I just go with this day by day thing of like, I wake up the next morning. I'm like, do you still like me? (laughs) Kind of thing. And I'm like, I guess Mm -hmm. at this point, I just have to get used to the fact that like, they would tell me if they didn't. And I'm, I I don't know, I'm always a very like, nosy and impatient and anxious person are like my three like worst qualities (laughs) i think i think it's funny that i'm also a very anxious person but our relationship is one place where like my anxiety does not like spin up Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's because i kind of like internally know that she needs me to be like like sturdy and consistent for her or if it's just that our relationship works that well for Mm -hmm. me I think that's good, though, especially it, it sounds like you're able to say the thing that she needs to hear without either of you knowing that that's what needs to be said or heard. I think I kind of know. <laughs> I'm not good at hiding my emotions at all, even over oh. FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to think I am, but I'm not. Mm, so yeah. they're very something. One of my favorite qualities about them is that they're just very emotionally available and emotionally mature which is something that not only in romantic relationships but in my friendships or other relationships Mm -hmm. I look towards and so that's just very helpful when sometimes I may not know how to voice what I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and they're very either they'll either just wait it out with me until I'm ready to talk or you know they can also you know ask me is this what you're feeling right now and that helps a lot especially being so long distance right that's that's a that's a psa to everybody that passed the romantic pessimism of your your early 20s mm-hmm. um is is a zen state you just have to find it i would like that to hit that'd be pretty nice <laughs> 
And then Matt and Zoe E, you guys have met. Is that's correct? Yeah. So do you guys want to talk a little <laughs> bit you. about what <laughs> what that was like or you know, all of that stuff? Zoe, you wanna go or you want me to go? Um, yeah. So Matt drove the nine and a half hours to Michigan. My sister's partner said, you know, if like driving to the Midwest in for nine and a half hours in the middle of a pandemic doesn't show that you care about someone, I don't know what does. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's honestly, yeah, it was pretty amazing that Matt did that. And I, yeah, I'm still very grateful that mm -hmm. he did. Sorry, it's kind of weird that I'm talking about him like he's not here, <laughs> but he is. But yeah, so he drove all the way to Michigan and I think the the first thing that I thought when I saw him was, oh, wow, like he's definitely better in person. Not that he's not good on <laughs> FaceTime. And but. I didn't lie about my height. <laughs> but that's the fear is like, oh, my gosh, I don't look like in person what I do on like camera or something. So, I Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm five two on a good day, so I can't super tell if he was lying about his height. But but yeah, no, it was. It was very surreal to get to meet him in person. And honestly, I it was just so weird for honestly the entire time he was there because the entire time it was like, oh, you're in 3D, you're not 2D and flat on the screen. And yeah, I honestly didn't really totally get used to it until the end. And yeah, I don't know. I Now that I've met Matt in person, I think that there were the same kind of similar worries that Zoe and JP are voicing just, you know, oh, what if he meets me and he's disappointed? What if we meet and we, you know, don't have chemistry? What if we meet and then we're not interested in each other anymore? All that kind of stuff. But I definitely have not experienced any of those feelings. And if anything, it just made me more excited to get to see him in person the next time. So. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> awesome. We've hit a lot of things. Do you guys have any final thoughts or anything you want to add on about anything related to what we're talking about? I guess Matt didn't have any thoughts about when we first met. <laughs> no, I, I, no. Wait, I've I met you? <laughs> Yikes. He's so rude. Well, I will say that I think I, all right. So when we, when I, so when I pulled up to, to Zoe's apartment complex, um, I, I kind of had to do the whole like, in true Matt fashion, just make a joke out of it. So I told her that I was parked in the, like a different spot that I was actually parked in. So I made her go to a different spot. Oh, good. Yeah. And then she looked around. She's like, oh, Matt's not here. And then I came out of the car and she caught me. Because I wasn't mean about it. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm on the other side of the building. I was like, yeah, I'm like four, four spots down from where I was. But yeah, that was that was kind of like, it was kind of just like to to put me in a headspace where I'm just like, all right, don't freak out mm -hmm. too much. You can freak out a little, just don't freak out too much. And yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I had the same, very similar feelings and the whole fact that it was like, all right, I'm, I'm <laughs> meeting this person in real life for the first time after talking for like two months, for like every night for two months. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely a surreal feeling to to see her in person for the first time but like uh, yeah after after a couple hours of um just like poking her face and making sure she was actually real yeah, and not a hologram mm -hmm. um it was kind of just like yeah then we kind of got back into our groove of like okay yeah like we can kind of just like be the same people that we were um or that we are on like zoom calls or when we facetime or text and i think it was a lot easier for me at least um having that communication with Zoe prior to all this and like discussing and planning like <clears throat> so um I'm I'm gonna out you again Zoe. Um Zoe Zoe is very much a Google Docs person. So she will she will Google Doc everything. We have a Google Doc for um <clears throat> movies that we want to watch, TV shows that we want to watch. We have like a whole rating system on if we want to watch them again. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> my uh first interaction with Google Docs and Zoe was we were planning what we were going to do throughout the trip um, where it was like, all right, so for this meal or on this day, we're going to go here for breakfast. We're going to go here for lunch and here for dinner. And then we're going to do this activity and um, eat these snacks, like specifically these snacks. Like one of the days was gushers and white claw. 
I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. So, like, having that, like, it sounds, like, militant, I guess, um, because, like, everything's set. But it kind of made it, like, the transition into just being like, all right, we're freaking out that you're real. But it's like, we have everything planned. It's not like we have to, like, try to, like, impress. Right. Like, there was no, like, okay, I need to do this. Or, like, I need to, like, find a store and get flowers. Mm -hmm. No, we got gushers. Like, why get flowers when you can have gushers? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, having the, like, like I make fun of her for it all the time. About it. Like, everything's a Google Doc for you. But, like, it's, it actually works out really well. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, like, everything was, I mean, like, we changed up a little bit. But every, like, going into this knowing that there was pretty much set plans for the entire trip, like, made it a lot easier of a transition. Definitely. It takes, it's like one less pressure on yeah. your souls. It's awesome. Yeah, basically my sister called me after Matt left and she said, well, shout out to Sophie. She's another adoptee. But um, she called me after Matt left and she goes, so Zoe, how was World's Longest First Date? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate. So, but yeah, it was good to have kind of a general plan. But yeah, we were also, we were also flexible and chill at the same time. So I know a Google Doc doesn't sound chill, but um <laughs> But it worked out. So actually, I tend to make lists, but I lose them all. So maybe I'll have to transition to your method because that sounds pretty, pretty good, honestly. Google Doc everything. Yeah, (laughs) I have all the Google Doc skills. So Amy, we can we can chat offline. I'm very excited. (laughs) Anybody else have any final thoughts they want to add? I think I just wanted to also add just for everyone that's kind of struggling right now, whether it's because of the pandemic or. It's because like you're worried that you're not going to find someone and you want to, you know, have a partner and things. I think just, I know it's so hard because I was in that place, you know, three months ago. Just don't give up and just keep putting yourself out there. And I mean, that's kind of what drew me to Matt was because he kept putting himself out there. And yeah, don't lose hope. Keep doing your thing in there and do things to take care of yourself and keep going because because you all matter never know what's coming exactly well again thank you guys all for coming on to one of our biggest episodes of somewhere between it was really really fun having everybody in and then everybody listening thank you for tuning in again we'll be back next week with another episode if you're interested in participating in one of these episodes you can email us at somewhere.between.podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to join our Instagram family at somewherebetween.fam and stay connected with updates, casting calls, and more. See you guys next week.